welcome to the Women Who Can podcast. My name is Rebecca Hayden and I am the host of this empowering show that is here to inspire you to become the woman who can. I wanted to share and create a place where you can pick up tips, tricks and nuggets of self-development techniques that will help you dig a little deeper, inspire you, empower you, create positive changes and aid your growth along the way. The Women Who Can podcast is a place where you will hear a variety of different self-development topics. Mostly I have experienced and worked through myself, some that I work with when I coach my one-to-one clients and topics that will really help you grow into your best self. If you're ready to create positive change in your life and step into your superpower, then this podcast is for you. And me, Becky, I cannot wait to support, empower, and guide you on the journey. So welcome to the women who can. Good day, and welcome back to women who can. Um, Today, oh, it's a good one today. Today, we are talking about being an overachiever. I'm Becky, and I I'm an overachiever. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) So I have been an overachiever for pretty much the whole of my life. Um, I think it is an incredible trait to have, but can actually, we can actually experience burnout or we can experience trying to reach the goal so hard and so quick that we, that we end up giving up. That's not me, but um, I think we need to address overachieving. So I was actually chatting to my mom um, and we were just kind of chatting about my business and then everything. And I said, oh God, have I always been like this? You know, always onto the next, reaching for the next goal, trying to get the big, you know, achievements. And she replied, yes, you are an achiever. And I actually replied, an overachiever. And like I said, even though I believe it's a wonderful trait to have, it's one that always leaves me feeling like I haven't achieved anything because I am already reaching for the next thing. So what I did is I actually googled traits of an overachiever and there were a few things that came up um, and it pretty much might have might as well been a biography of my life. Um, <laughs> but these are the, some of the things, these are some of the traits. So it's all about the outcome. Uh, we are very future focused. We feel anxious, maybe. We are a perfectionist. Um, sometimes, you know, you just got promoted and you're already thinking about how you'll achieve the next promotion. Um, in high school, you were the one in like the 15 clubs. That was me. I did dance, trampolining, cheerleading, Duke of Edinburgh, um, whatever it was, I was there. And we're hyper organized. So, all of those. I can resonate with. Um, I'm not sure whether you resonate with with a couple of them or a few of them if you are aware that you are an overachiever as well. Um, Now, as I said, being an overachiever is actually, you know, I love it because it gives me the ability to never, ever, ever give up. But like I said earlier, it does actually come at a price and we have to be aware and we have to help ourselves out. So the one thing, probably the biggest thing that struck the chord with me on that, you know, when I googled those traits is that you are very future focused. And this is something that I'm really working on within myself, because I've said this in quite a few podcasts, but I hear so many people say, so many of my clients and so many people that I just chat with, 
when I achieve X, I will feel Y. When I lose X, I will be able to Y. When I get X, I will be Y. And actually saying those sentences in this way and reaching and putting a feeling onto an end goal in this way actually takes the control out of our hands. So what if, just what if, we didn't place the emphasis on when we achieve the things, we replace it with, I will feel why, no matter what. So, you know, one of the thoughts that I have is when my business is like worldwide successful, I will feel happy or I will feel successful. And actually what I'm doing there is I am placing the word successful and the feeling of success onto me having a global empire. Now it's going to take me a few years to get there. So if I have placed that that word successful onto that, then I won't feel successful until I've achieved that. This is not good. (laughs) So it's an interesting concept. And after giving this some real thought, and I'm being really vulnerable with you right right here, right now, um, and I'm telling you what I go through too, because I think it's super helpful for you to know that I am not you know, peaches and cream all the time. Um, I did some self-hypnosis and I worked through the statement and I actually came to the conclusion that it has actually been quite a successful year for me so far. Um, But because of the overachiever within me, I haven't noticed, I haven't written things down, I haven't celebrated. I've just literally been onto the next thing. Okay, I've done that month. Let's move on to the next. So this brings me to my list of secrets to help control the overachiever inside us and reduce the possibility of experiencing that burnout. And whether whatever that burnout means to you, whether that's giving up, walking away, whether it's taking time out, whether it's saying, sod it, I'll do something else. Whatever that burnout is, we need to stop ourselves before we get there because actually we deserve to get there. And we need to make sure that we do the things and we put the things in place that's going to help us and aid our journey of, you know, reaching those big, massive, incredible goals so we can actually get there. So secret number one is to unplug. So I was actually laughing at myself this week because I have become a little bit addicted to checking my phone in the morning. It's the very first thing I do. Um, I wake up, my eyes open, my my hand, my right hand reaches for my phone and bam, I'm on there. This is not good. So, you know, usually it's check and I find it hard because I'm in a different time zone to a lot of people. So a lot of my clients message me over the evening and, you know, I'll have people through Instagram and my emails um, and it's all happened while I've, while I've been asleep. So I've had a bit of FOMO while I'm asleep. Um, but actually, you know, I make sure that I've seen Instagram stories that I want to watch. I've had to scroll down to the last post that I saw to start my day. Um, and by the time I know it, I've actually spent at least an hour scrolling through silly things that I don't need to be scrolling through. Now, your subconscious mind is actually most receptive in the morning and just when you're falling to sleep. So whatever you feed into your mind and into your brain in the morning is probably how your day is going to go. So if you wake up and the first thing you do is check on Instagram or check on social media or read your emails or answer the message back, 
that's going to set you up for your day. So if those pictures that you're checking on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you are have a negative influence on you or make you feel comparisonitis or you start judging, that is the mindset that you're creating for your day. So if the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night is look at your phone, it's time to unplug. So, you know, it's virtually impossible to have that healthy balance when we are obsessing over comparison and obsessing over someone else's number 10 to our number one. But inevitably, your phone reminds you of all of these things. So for me, what I did was step one is I put the timer on my iPhone. So, you know, at a certain time, everything goes off on my apps, um, especially just before I'm going to sleep. Um, And the second thing I did was to remove my phone out of the room. So I wasn't strong enough. And I will say this. Um, with an open heart, I wasn't strong enough to keep my phone in my room and not check it. So I physically removed it from the situation and therefore I have no way of checking my phone unless I get up out of my bed. Um, my next step towards that, so I've, I've really done this in small steps, um, like I say always, but my next step for that would be to not check social media or to not go on social media till at least 11, 12 o'clock that's my next, um, that's my next mountain that I'm climbing. (laughs) So number one, unplug. Number two, there is no time like the present, literally. So bring yourself back into the present. And my favorite quote, I love this quote. And I, I know I say my favorite quote, you know, every week, but this one, I just love. And it goes like this. Yesterday is history tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift, and that's why we call it the present. I've got goosebumps just saying it, I bloody love it. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift, which is why we call it the present. I think it's from um, the panda film, is it Kung Fu Panda? Something like that, but yeah, I just, I love it so much. Um, But actually, we need to make sure that we are in the present as high achievers and overachievers. We're always like, okay, what's happening tomorrow? What's happening the next day? What's happening next month? What's happening next quarter? What about next year? And actually we forget to live in the present because we're always reaching towards the future. So I want you to set aside some weekly time that is literally a non-negotiable you being in the present you time and make sure you're not working, make sure you're not planning, probably not even thinking. You are just being so whether that's a glass of wine whether that's catching up something on netflix whether that's going for a walk whatever that looks like for you i just want you to practice being really present the best way to do this meditation um because you just sit and listen to your breath that's in the here and now Um, and i know people get a bit scared about that because thoughts wonder and we have to bring it back but the more time you practice that the better the better you get so really just practice in being really present in today not tomorrow not next week but today yesterday's history tomorrow is a mystery today is a gift which is why we call it the present um so number three um is to ask yourself why so yep yeah, sure we want to conquer the world um But if you're waking up at 5am to exercise, to do your job, to create a side hustle, to go out for happy hour, um, to try and be a loving friend, partner, parent, um, one has to ask, 
what is your why and seriously you know you you might tell yourself well that this is just how it is or this is how I need to keep up with everyone else or this is how I need to run my business but it if it feels like you achieve and you keep achieving things in order to feel validated or worthy or you know some another feeling that is an external feeling then you could be setting yourself up for emotional disappointment and frustration so what could you do to give yourself that instead because true happiness and i am a the biggest fan of this it comes from the inside out so you need to ask yourself on all of these things that you're doing, you know, the job, the side hustle, the, you know, saying yes to this, doing this, doing that, taking the kids here, doing this. Why am I doing this right now? What will it give me? And if it's not going to make you grow, so if it's not going to make you grow and it's going to make you low, then you need to think about why you're doing it. Are you getting some sort of external validation or external feeling from it? Where can you get that from yourself? So ask yourself why. Why am I doing this right now? What will it give me? Do you need to choose to either say yes or no or do something else? Because actually, yes, we want to conquer the world and we want to create that, you know, amazing life for ourselves. But actually, we pay the price because we we take ourselves so far into the future that we do experience that burnout. So ask yourself why. The last thing I want to talk about is to actually ramp up that self-love. So this ties a little bit into the second thing that I spoke about, which is, you know, being in the present and actually just being. But what can you do that is just for you? So is there a hobby that you've stopped doing? Um, When was the last time you read a book for pure enjoyment? You know, I read thousands of self-development books, but I couldn't remember the last time that I read just a normal, you know, a normal storybook. Um, You know, what things can you do that contribute to your self-care? And I want you to make it a non-negotiable. So really make sure you make it a non-negotiable and really make sure that you act of valuing yourself as much as you value others. And that will really have that shift um, on that need to please mentality too. So ultimately, to wrap this all up, it's not about achieving more. It's actually about achieving more of what's right for you. So bring it back to you, bring it back to the present and the look after yourself. Just so you know the drill, make sure you're sharing, reviewing, and rating this episode and podcast to let me know that you've enjoyed it and taken that aha moment away. You can connect with me on social media from the show notes, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or alternatively, you can send me a cheeky email. If you're interested in working together on a deeper level with one-to-one sessions so that you can create that unstoppable confidence and step even further into your superpower, you can book your free confidence call in the show notes below. I'll see you next week. Bye.